we cut rounded a bend in the road. All of a sudden, I caught something out of the uh, glimpse out of the corner of my eye, and my horse immediately reared on me. And I was, I tried to pull him down. And at the, at this instant, after I seen the object to the side, I wasn't able to see it again for a, a little bit. It fell with me. I probably pulled him half over, and. As, I, as he got up, I was able to get up and control him until I went around the other side and uh, got the camera out of the saddlebag, and then I turned my horse loose. And I seen this this uh, creature, and she was, uh, at that point, uh, had just had turned around and was just going up the bank, uh, this a small bank over there, and I start, started running and trying to get a shot of her, and I yelled at Bob to cover me. This is Bob Gimling, and you're listening to the Paranormal Portal. Welcome to the Paranormal Portal Podcast. I'm your host, Brent Thomas. Thank you so much for joining us on this epic journey of the Paranormal Portal Podcast. If you have an experience and you wouldn't mind being a guest on the show, I'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to me via email at paranormalportalradio at gmail.com. Today, we have an, an amazing show. Recently, Don and I were in Madeline Falls, Washington at a Bigfoot festival there. Day number three. I got the selfie stick now. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, the legendary Bob Gimlin. Oh my and God. And Russell Court again. Yes. Yeah. Well, not again, still. Still? Oh, yeah. Oh. He already made an appearance, though. And he, and he left us. He didn't want to get on there. He didn't? No. Well, you know, a little bit of rust goes a long way. <laughs> hey, you said that, I didn't. <laughs> but I understand it really good. <laughs> well, thanks again for sitting down and talking with us today. That was a pleasure. It's my pleasure. Okay, well, good. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. And you guys are really, really good guys to talk to. Well, thank you, man. Because you're easy to talk to. Yeah, well, it was it was everybody in the know. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it. From Bob Gimlin's mouth, ladies and gentlemen, we're good guys. And watch the Paranormal Portal because Bob's going to be on it. Oh. oh. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't know that, but please watch it. <laughs> Endorsement from Bob. That's awesome. Thank you, sir. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
had an incredible time. Everybody was wonderful and amazing. Uh, you're going to hear me use that word amazing a lot in describing this event. It was just phenomenal. Uh, the, the town people were amazing. The presenters, everybody there was amazing. Uh, you know, it was just an incredible opportunity for Don and I. And uh, we had so much fun. Made some great connections and contacts and uh, some a lot of new friendships in the, in the Bigfoot world and, and had a ball. So first and foremost, I want to give a special thank you to the town of Medellin Falls and to Extreme Expeditions Northwest LLC for letting us be a part of it. Bill Basson, specifically Stephen Majors, uh, and the list goes on and on and on. There's so many. And the people at the Cutter Theater were amazing. And the Washington Hotel. While we were there, we had the incredible opportunity to sit down with the legend himself, Mr. Bob Gimlin. And we got a chance to sit down with Bob and have a great discussion, not only of the Patterson-Gimlin film, of course, that was a, a big part of our discussion, but a lot about the man who is Bob Gimlin as well. And let me just tell you, folks, I, I've talked to very few people in my life that were as kind and engaging and heartwarming and sincere as Bob Gimlin. He, he's the kind of person that when he talks to you, he makes you feel special. And you can see in his eyes that he is genuinely happy to be there talking to you. I, I love the man. I, I was already a huge fan of him, but given the opportunity to sit down and talk with him, I am absolutely blown away. He is just an incredible gentleman. Uh, and and his, his down-home charm and, and that glinting smile of his is just infectious. And wherever he goes, he, he's just happy and warm and incredible. And I am so honored that we had the opportunity to do this. And I'm so honored to be able to present that discussion right now to all of you. So, ladies and gentlemen, it is my great pleasure to be bringing you this podcast. You're the godfather of the Bigfoot movement. I mean, in modern age, you're yeah. the guy that was part of the team that, you know, got the what remains today the most compelling evidence of Bigfoot. And I, I've got to ask you, how did all that start? It's, it's really hard to explain. Uh -huh. uh, you guys never met Roger Patterson. No. I wish you could because... He was kind of a unique guy, but we were down there just in the Bigfoot, well, in Bluff Creek area, see? Mm -hmm. And it, it was already known as the Bigfoot area before we ever went down there. Okay. Because back in, uh, uh, when Tom Slick had an expedition in there, they was having big, finding big tracks, you know, and uh -huh. stuff by the water holes and so forth. Then when Tom Slick died, or well, he got in a crash of his own planes, you know, oh, okay. and died, then that, that expedition all quit, died down in 55 and 56, see. Oh. So you and, you and Roger went to Bluff Creek on this expedition because you said that Roger was trying to get you into this, and you guys went up into the mountains in Bluff Creek area, right? Yeah. Um, so, how, how, how long was your journey out there before this all happened? And do you remember how... Well, I don't remember exactly, okay. but about, uh, oh, three or four weeks. Wow. We were down there riding, and, uh, uh, well, we got called down there, or, or some people called Roger mm -hmm. and said, Hey, Roger, 
get down here, uh, we put a piece of equipment or a tank mm -hmm. in up alongside the mountain to refuel the road graders and the cats and stuff so they didn't have to haul it all in in the back of pickups. Mm -hmm. So they put a big tank in there, bladed out of place, put a tank in there, and uh, I think they did it, if my memory is right, they did it on Labor Day weekend on a Friday afternoon. Okay. And so they come back on Tuesday morning and there was tracks, big tracks all around because the, the, the dirt and stuff was still fairly fresh right. from bleeding the spot out and put, and so it kind of went from there, you know, on, uh, and then it rained. And then by the time we got down there, it had rain and uh, the tracks, well, they were there, you know, you could see where they were, but they weren't really good uh, tracks that you could put a plaster cast in. Oh, and, okay. and sure. But anyway, so we, we just decided to stay a while and ride around, all around. And so we, we just rode every day. We both had horses there, mm -hmm. and uh, we just rode every day around. Uh, you know, made big circles around. We always come back to camp at night. Mm -hmm. uh, well, there was no reason for us to camp out, you know. Right. Yep. So it, it was just a little more pleasant to, to, to come back and camp and, and eat a little bit better. And, uh, <laughs> and just everything was more comfortable, see. Sure. But <clears throat> first one thing then led into another, and... Uh, the day that we saw her, it was, Roger was riding in front of me, about two horse lengths in front of me. When we come, was riding up alongside the creek and we come around a big, there was a big downfall uh, root system of a tree that had got washed over in 63 and 64 flood and stuff down there. I don't know, you guys are too damn young to remember that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's but, but there was, uh, and uh, uh, a lot of that area changed. Trees washed down out of the mountains and, you know, and everything that, that got loose and caused a great big dam between two uh, hills. Between, okay. And the dam was probably 200 feet across. Pretty good sized dam that jammed up these logs and everything, everything that just kind of come down and it was just jammed up in this area where a hill over here and a hill over here. And so, and then the soil built up behind that dam. Oh, sure. And the, the soil that we were lucky enough to be down there at that time was backed up, way back up there. You know, it's hard to explain how things happen on those dam floods come through there and change things different make 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 the whole area different see oh sure so because i didn't know how it was before i could only remember how it was when i was there you know right. because before uh, they could tell me oh yeah this was different that was different and and it, it's hard to visualize right. what what could be before it happened right so you, you just kind of take it for what, you, what it's worth. Right. And it was, uh, uh, was lucky enough that all this soil that washed up behind that 
was good area for us to track her. Well, we didn't really track her, but we got tracked. And the hill's over here and a hill here. And when she went left, she just kind of went like this and up around. And, and then um, Roger was over here one time with a film, and then he said, uh, cover me, Bob. And of course, we didn't know what to expect, whether she'd come back after us or get pissed off and <laughs> and um, do whatever. And so Roger would uh, get, he'd film a little bit and then he'd get so it wasn't really good. So he'd say, uh, cover me. So he'd run over here and get squatted down when she's moving around over here. And so this all kind of happened pretty fast you I'll know bet. I'll bet. yeah it was it was all pretty fast because she wasn't wasn't running or nothing but her steps were like 48 inches steps and uh, I say that and some guys say 48 in in inches ain't very much I said get up here and make a 48 inch stride yeah and, and you'll see that it's more than you think right and I've had some big guys like you guys get up and say, walk across there. They don't make no 48 inch stride. My, my stride, it takes me two strides for 5.2 feet. Two strides for me to get even, to get over that. Oh, really? So, yeah. Yeah. Well, see, and you're a pretty good sized feller. People don't seem to understand the realities of what did happen. Yeah, yeah. It, it was pretty hard for them to, to understand that uh, it wasn't just out here having a good time and watching things roll, it was serious. Yeah. Well, even the horses reacted, right? Oh, God, did they ever. Oh. Roger's little horse, I said one time, I made the mistake of saying, Roger's little horse blew up. And some lady said, how many pieces, Bob? Oh, goodness. <laughs> and I thought, I said, well, uh, Roger's little horse got pretty rowdy <laughs> and and tried to unload him, you know, yeah. but he was a pretty good rider. And then he was able to get his camera out of the saddlebag. Mm -hmm. He left with the two strings, the two strings that keep the saddlebag down. Roger always left the one open so he could reach in and get his camera. He was a pretty much ready kind of guy yeah. uh, all the time. Right. And he was a good athlete. But anyway, to make a story a little bit uh, shorter, um, Roger was right there riding in front of me when this all happened. And we come around this downfall root system that had washed in there and the cricket rerouted itself, or I don't know if it rerouted, but it was kind of around here. Mm -hmm. and. Uh, and then the area over here was all backed up from coming down on the mountains. Mm -hmm. So, well, when I first saw her, she was standing still mm -hmm. by the creek, not now down. And Roger said, well, just the, the split second or the second before that, she was kneeling down by the creek. And I didn't see that because okay. uh, I was just a little bit behind Roger. Sure. And, uh, but anyway, and then instead of her just uh, getting, well, we didn't know what to expect. Right. Whether she'd get angry or, or whether she'd get, you know, didn't want us there or whatever. So, so I actually pulled the rifle out of the scabbard. I had a rifle in, mm -hmm. in my scabbard. And I actually pulled my rifle out. Never did 
put a shell in the chamber or sure. anything. But I was kind of, hey, this thing's huge. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, and I did have no idea how big one of them would be. Yeah. If Roger talked about them and talked about this and that, and he didn't have no idea either. Never seen one. Yeah. And so, it, it was kind of a, a hurry up kind of thing because she was leaving all the time and never did stop to, well, the only time she really turned with that famous yep. was when I rode across the creek and got down off the horse. She didn't know what to expect, I suppose, yeah. because she made that look at me or, or turned like that. And uh, I never thought about that <laughs> until after I saw the film, Right. you know. And I said, well, <laughs> hell, she turned to look at me. And so, well, or see what I was doing, because when I stepped down off the horse, I had that rifle in my hands. I know I'm glad that I never needed to use it. Yeah, yeah. But, but I didn't know what to expect either. Right. right, yeah, you're looking at something you've never seen before. And you huge. Yeah, huge. And, and big, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so, because I'd hunted elk, and I'd hunted deer, and I'd hunted cougar mm -hmm. and stuff. But that's a whole different story. You're on a hunt deal, not something right there in front of you that's coming and just walking away. Right. But anyway, you know, it, it was it was all different. And, uh, <laughs> and of course, I was young then. And sure. well, we were both young then. See, Roger, a uh, year, I think about a year or so younger than me. The Paranormal Portal will return after these messages. Now, back to the Paranormal Portal. You, you and Roger were both in rodeos as well, right? Yeah, yeah we rode. Uh, uh, well, Roger rode bulls, and I rode bulls in a bareback. Oh, you're kidding. No, no. Uh, oh. uh, uh, we thought we were tough. <laughs> <laughs> well, at nine years old, you are tough. <laughs> well, but we really thought we were tough, you know, because Roger was a... A powerful guy and worked out all the time and did things and and I I worked in the fields and stuff all the time you oh, know sure and I was in great shape too so so <laughs> we well you don't even realize that at the time you're just there yeah. you know you're just you don't really think about all the condition that you're in because Roger could do a handstand and walk up and down stairs on his hands with his feet straight in the air. Oh, wow. I never was quite that good. <laughs> <laughs> You're good enough to ride a bull, and that in oh, and of Oh, yeah, yeah. I That's was, amazing. I was in really excellent shape because sure. I, I did a lot of things. Well, I grew up on a farm. Yeah. And it was work all, you know, yeah. a lot. It, only times that we didn't work was school days mm -hmm. and on Sunday, you know. Yep. And the rest of the time, it was hell-bent for election. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. uh, uh, you know, my dad was a hard-working guy, and, mm -hmm. and uh, he expected his boys, there was four of us boys, and he expected us to do the same. But, you know... Uh, when, when you're kind of poor, you know, everybody works. Sure. 
Right. You know, you know, there's no freeloaders, and my sisters work. And my mother, my mother worked just like a man in the fields, uh-huh. and then milk cows, and and raised a family too. You know, had sure. six kids. So you, it's hard to even imagine how times were back then. Yeah. 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 We was down in the Ozark Mountains, oh. and uh, uh, just ten miles. Well, not not quite 10 miles from a little town called Highlandville. Oh, okay. Uh, and Ozark was 11 and a half miles from where we lived. And of course, Springfield was on bigger and farther away. Sure. So, you know, it, it was, uh, it seems like it was kind of a dream, but it wasn't a dream, it was real. Yeah, yeah. It was real. But now times have changed so dramatically that, uh, hey, you don't have to worry about that food to set on the table now near uh, uh, as much. But we, uh, on the farm, we had uh, everything that we needed. We didn't really know uh, any different. Right. Yeah. You know, it was it was something that we just we was as well off as anybody because sure. we had enough to eat yeah. and a place to sleep. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the winter, had a great big old barrel. Uh, you guys probably don't know what the, a barrel uh, wood stove. Oh, sure. Yeah, I've seen this. Yeah. And, and so you had the wood stacked up out there and just kept feeding it into it. Because yeah. that thing would get, to, I can remember a lot of times I'd hang my socks up out there from being out in the, in the snow and stuff. And it wouldn't take too long to dry them because yeah. that old big old barrel stove put out the heat and it'd be cherry red along the side. <laughs> yeah, wow. but it's, it's hard to explain all of that yeah. to anything now because there is no such thing. Right. right. It was a different world for sure, right? A whole different world. Yeah. But we were happy. Yeah. Hey, I was from a big family and mm-hmm. uh, we didn't know any different. Yeah, right. Well, you know, I mean, it was, it, my mom worked and uh, we lived in a, a big old wood house with cracks in the floor. You could see the chickens running right underneath the house. And <laughs> my mom is standing by the stove, almost freeze her feet cooking, and and it was colder than hell, you know. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. And so every everything was made out of of. Uh, down and feathers then so our beds and stuff we just snuggle in there and and stay warm because and my mom would have a a rock or something warm it up on the stove and wrap it in a towel and put it on our our feet it's kind of hard to explain but i'll tell you what everybody was tough back then right they had to be right yeah yeah I think that's what's amazing, and, and you know we we've got so much modern convenience now and stuff. We just don't have to work for it. Yeah, and we don't even think about it, right. and and it is a good thing because you know. But we didn't know any different. Sure, right. It, it was a way of life. Everybody was that way. Well, not everybody, but the people that lived down in the in the in the areas where we were at. Mm-hmm. Now the people that lived up in Ozark and around that, they had a different lifestyle. Sure, but. Uh, down in them, uh, we lived on a road called Woods's Fork. Oh, okay. So some people by the name of Woods, I guess, 
I don't know because I was pretty young. Uh, got the road and stuff built. It was just dirt road. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. It was not paved at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And in the winter time, uh, you'd have soft spots in it and get stuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had an old Model T truck or Model A. It was a Model A. Is what we had to travel around in, mm-hmm. and uh, and a lot of times we had an old mule. A lot of times it'd be bad weather and good, for a froze solid, you know, and that that truck couldn't get going good, and so we'd bring that old mule out and hook <laughs> her up to that, and she dig in and fall down and get up and oh. go and and uh, get that thing pulled around, and so it, you know, it's so different. Right. Uh, so now here you are. You live this. You live this life. You've been working hard. This one moment happens to you. What, how did that just change your whole world? Oh, it, it changed it because, well, to start with, nobody believed it. Yeah. And I was kind of pissed off because nobody believed yeah. what I'd tell them. So I just kind of, well, you know, what the heck. Yeah. Let it go. Yeah. But um, it, 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 it changed the whole, my whole lifestyle. Right. You know, uh, I was married, but... My my wife wasn't used to that kind of life, and mm-hmm. so she took a lot of ridicule too, because yeah. she was just, uh, worked at a, a, a savings and loan institution, and she worked on the line on, as a teller, right, mm-hmm. right up, and so people would come up and say, hey, hey, hey. they see her name there, Judy Gimlin, and they say, you're Bob Gimlin's wife, huh? Yeah. Oh, 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 dang. What's wrong with that old boy anyway? You know? Yeah. He went down there in California, saw a Bigfoot. What, was some, what the hell? Somebody in a suit dressed up like a, a monkey? And oh, she'd say, oh, I don't know, you know? Yeah. And, but that's, a, that's been quite a while, too. Sure. Since. It's got to be surreal because in a moment... Your life changed, and you became from this person that was alive to this person that everybody knows. Yep, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) And so, and that changed so quick, you know, that it was pretty hard to get used to. But you know, you either make it or break it. Right. Right. Uh, And so I decided, hey. I'm not going to buckle down to nothing. Well, you know, I got to give you both, you and Roger, a lot of respect because, sure, you brought it out, and and it would have been easy for you guys just to just kind of fade away. But oh you, yeah. You all stood in front of it and said, "Look, this is the story. This is what happened," and that took a hell of a lot of courage. Well, uh, yeah, I didn't think about the courage it took, but I was just telling what happened, right? You know, and how it happened, mm-hmm. and. Uh, of course, times are so different now sure. that that it's hard to explain it. Yeah. Uh, when you do have something as unusual as that was at the time, mm-hmm. uh, you get an awful lot of ridicule. Sure, a powerful lot of ridicule. Yeah, and so they try to make you act like a, an idiot or whatever. Sure, and if you just don't, then they don't know what to do. But I, I only tell what I saw and what happened. Yeah. And so, uh, if I, not you guys, but I figured if you don't believe it, 
There the you hell go. with you. Yeah, good for you. you. Good you for know, you. Uh, because I'm not trying to make it up. Mm-hmm. Not trying to do anything unusual mm-hmm. to get attention. I'm just saying what happened. Yeah. And uh, if you don't believe it, then yep. go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and it's kind of neat now in a, in our modern day. Here we are in Madeline Falls, Washington, and people are driving to come see you. Yeah, I mean, and now it's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, we're in a different era, whole different era. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, I wish Roger was still alive. That little son of a gun, <laughs> <laughs> but but he isn't. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I mean, it would have been a lot easier on me if Roger was still alive. He could have took some of the bluntness that I, yeah. <laughs> I took. Or at least you'd have somebody to share it with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That, right. That'll alone have somebody to kind of back it up. Or, mm-hmm. or uh, But, you know, dadgummit, I, I feel bad about Roger's death and stuff. Because sure. it, you know, uh, he was a neat little guy. Yeah, he sounds like he was. I mean, obviously, um, most of us will never have had the pleasure of knowing him, but I think he lives on through you and, and through you coming to events like this. Like, yeah. you're sharing his and your story, and that's powerful. Because, you know, I mean, if anything, people have always been a culture of stories, you know, and, and you're still here representing that, and that's beautiful. The Paranormal Portal will return after these messages. Now, back to the Paranormal Portal. Now, before we're done, I I don't want to keep you long, because I know you've probably told these stories a gajillion time, and I don't want to just give you the same interview everyone else has done, but i got to ask you, you had a weird neighbor one time, huh? Mr. Evil Knievel? Oh, oh, oh. hey, you know, guys, before he was Evil Knievel, he and I were good friends. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he was a marvelous guy. He was a neat guy. Yeah. They, they just didn't come no tougher than Bob Knievel. Wow. Uh, yeah. Before he was ever evil Knievel, he was he was Bob Knievel uh-huh. from Montana. And he he actually was a, a motorcycle salesman. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. He, he worked for uh, a guy down in Sunny... You know where Sunnyside, Washington is? Mm-hmm. No, I don't. But Don does. That's yeah. his name. Okay. He worked for a guy and had a motorcycle shop. And he and I rode together out in the hills and on races, out cross-country races and stuff. And he said, hey, Bob, he said, I've got a really good deal going. He said, I've got daredevil stuff. (laughs) And I said, oh, shit. He said, come with me. We can really make a lot of money because he said, there's nobody else doing it. I said, well, yes, there is. There's a guy named Bob Keefe right here in Yakima that rides through the ring of fire and just stuff like that. Sure. And I said, hell, I'm loaning him money. <laughs> <laughs> because I knew him real well. And he, was, he was a good guy. Uh-huh. And uh, and and I said, yeah, I'm, I'm supporting him part of the time because he was always broke. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, Bob says, well, he said, I don't know. He said, I'm just going to, he said, come with me and and we'll do these things. And he said, I'm going to jump these buses and stuff. And I said, well, hey, you know, 
I've got a family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't can't do that. Well, he didn't he, he didn't have Bobby then, yeah. Oh, sure. Okay. Uh, uh, well, I guess he did, but Bobby was just a little kid about four or five years old doing stuff out with the kids and stuff, sure. you know. Yeah. And but anyway, but next thing I know, he was called Evil Knievel. <laughs> because he was yeah. he was a tough son of a gun. Oh, I'll bet. Yeah. You know, I got a guy to tell you this. He used to do like that, and he was a motorcycle salesman. And if you could bend his wrist down over the table, you get half price on a motorcycle. Oh wow! He was so stout. Yeah. And he had so much m muscle and grip, and his hands. Very few guys could do that. Could bend his hand down <laughs> over the table. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. He was he was a really neat guy. I, you know, I know he had to go to jail and do stuff, but but really, all in all, uh, he was a good guy. Right. Oh, neat. Just a tough son of a gun. Well, yeah, yeah all the broken bones he had, the and, concussions, and, and get up and do it all over <laughs> yeah. again. Yeah, uh, while he's broke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, and I was glad I didn't go do that because I had a wife and a kid and a boy. Uh, my first boy was born. <laughs> and so I didn't want to take a chance. Right, yeah. If I hadn't have been married, I probably would have. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Devil Bob, get one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I was about as crazy as Bob. Oh, really? Knievel was. You know? <laughs> and, and, but he was such a new... I, I sure hated that he died young because he was such a, a, he just didn't take, he basically, he wouldn't take no shit from anybody. Really? Oh, yeah. He was just a tough guy. Yeah. Uh, an old Montana tough boy. <laughs> wow. Uh, I tell you what, uh, I'll never forget him. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I had his toys growing up. Oh, yeah. I had that motorcycle, you put the cord in, you zip it, and then it goes down. And they sold a ramp with it and <laughs> yeah. stuff. I, I just had a, just a ball with that. But I remember watching the TV shows, Evil Knievel jumps, the sharks, and stuff like that. It's like, wow. You know, I was just enamored with it. He, he was the first guy that really did that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I may imagine there's quite a few now. But, you know, he jumped buses yeah. and stuff like that. And uh, so, and I, I'd watch, watch it on television, and I'd think, God damn, you know. <laughs> Were you a little nervous watching it? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hard, hard to even watch, yeah? Well, when he jumped to Grand Canyon, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He shot himself in that rocket, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and I said, hell, he'll be a pile of junk down in the valley. <laughs> 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 but, you know, t we were both young then. And sure. Crazy, and unfortunately, he, he died young. You know, you can't have everything. At one time, he had just about as close to everything that you could get. Right. Sure. Because he had anything that down he... in Las Vegas, doing what he did down in Vegas. And the, yeah. And his, yeah. That whole stuntman yeah. thing, yeah. that's incredible. And I felt that he was underpaid at the start. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. When he first started, 
He wasn't making big bucks. Sure. Somebody was, but he wasn't the one, huh? Mm. Somebody well, was getting that money. <laughs> yeah, somebody that was sponsoring him, yeah, yeah. you know, was making the money. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, we all got to face it sooner or later, but yeah. it's too bad that he had to go early. Yeah. Right. Uh, but, you know, there was a reason. Sure. Had to be a reason. Right. Well, he left a big footprint, you know. A he left a big footprint, footprint in life. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, he's been an inspiration yeah. for a lot of people going forward, just like yourself. I mean, a lot of the people that are coming to these, this Bigfoot Festival, you're you're the guy. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know, kind of know that, you know. I don't look at it that way sure. uh, at all, but I, I do, I got to realize it, you know, but yeah. well, it, it's, it's all good, and... I just live my life uh, the way I should, you know. Yeah. I ride my horses and I <laughs> mow the fields and do the things that a guy does. Yeah. Uh, but I'm getting a little old for a lot of that stuff, you know. Well, I got to tell you, it's been it's been a an absolute pleasure to get to know you, and I've really enjoyed watching you at this event mm -hmm. because you you are genuinely happy. To see these people and and it all day long yesterday i, I am because yeah. I, I you know i just i like people yes you do. to start with i like people uh -huh. and then for them to come to something uh, uh to just be there and and you know that they they honestly think about things like that yeah. and because uh, they wouldn't be there otherwise yeah. and and it makes me happy to look out there and see a lot of faces. Yeah. And it's not because uh, there's a lot of people there. It's just because I know that they think they've got a mindset similar to mine. Mm -hmm. yeah. that, that, that there's a reason I, why they're there. Yeah. Yeah. And, a, and, a, and a pretty much pure good reason. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and they're trying to learn more. Yeah. Right. And so... It pleases me. Yeah. So, what do you think about? I mean, since since 1967, and 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 it really coming out and seeing the growth of the community, you know, oh, it it just it just appalls me. You know, I mean, I think, God, this really went. Mm -hmm. I mean, something that we never even thought uh, about much is big. Right. Yeah. It is big, and so. Uh, think about it and think it over. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I kind of do, and I'm happy that uh, people come and, and want to talk to me and listen sure. and stuff. Uh, and when I first started, uh, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I thought, gee whiz. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's people out there that that's interested. So it kind of turned my whole life around. Yeah, well, I mean, my hat's off to you and all that you've done. I mean, you and you and Roger lit this fire, you know, and you created this this uh, incredible awareness in a lot of people that our world's a lot bigger than we think it is, and there's a lot more in it. Absolutely, yeah. you know, a lot of even unknown stuff is still in it. Yeah, absolutely. So I never thought about that much then because I was young and. Just, you know, yeah. running, hey, whatever it is, it is. Yeah. And, uh, but, 
You know, I, I've thought as I'm older, you know, and everything, I think an awful lot about it. And, and it's amazing how far it's gone. It is. It really is amazing. So uh, there got to be a few of them out there. <laughs> <laughs> there is. Yeah. I, I just want to thank you for making the time, making yourself available to us. This is an absolute honor for me personally. I've, I'm just thrilled to meet you this weekend, have a chance to talk to you, get to know you, and hang out with you. And so thank you for agreeing well, to this. This is really amazing. Well, thank you guys for being here and listening to all my my talk and, <laughs> and whatever I'm rattling on about, you sure. know. But it's a pleasure to meet you guys. Thank you. Uh, oh, thank you. Honestly, a pleasure to meet you guys. Uh, because I, uh, I'm a people person. Yeah, you are. <laughs> uh, I, I, I like people. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm just grateful. I'm thankful to the Lord for all of the things that's available and yeah. what we have mm -hmm. and how much it's advanced since World War II, just since World War II, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm an old man now, but I'm damn grateful. Yeah. Uh, I'm really grateful for everything. Well, we're really grateful for you, and thank you so much. And this is a bucket item list for me. You know, you get a bucket in life, and you want to fill it with these special things. <laughs> yes. This is one of mine, so. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my golly, yeah. Uh, I've still got a few things in my bucket. Ah, there we go. <laughs> nice. Keep looking I'm, forward. I'm not done yet. Yeah. Good for you, boss. Good for you. Because uh, I'm, I'm 90 years old, but uh, I'm, I'm going to make 100. There yeah, you go. Absolutely. And, and, and when I make 100, then I'm going to slow down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Bob. Well, you're most welcome, guys. Uh, it's a pleasure to meet you, fellas. Yeah. Uh, All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us here on tonight's show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please feel free to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Paranormal Portal Radio, as well as finding us on Twitter. We're on Twitter at Paranormal Portal, P-O-R-T-L. And uh, we'd love to have you stop by our YouTube page and subscribe and check out our shows there. we got hundreds of shows in our, uh, our, our vault of <laughs> journeys into the Paranormal Portal. So I hope you'll check it, uh, check it out, guys. We're over there at YouTube.com slash Paranormal Portal. So hope to see you guys soon. Uh, we'll be back, of course, for more podcasts in the coming days. So uh, stay tuned. But we love you all. Be good, be kind, be nice. Take care of each other. Help each other out. Find the magic in every day and remember to laugh as much as you can. Take care, everybody.